Kierkegaard designed spaces with careful consideration for sound and visual display. We are acoustics and audiovisual systems consultants that collaborate with architects where sound and communication are critical to the end user's experience. We have deep expertise with a broad range of project types and are world-renowned for our performance facilities and beautiful sounding spaces. Our team is committed to serving the communities where we are based, including St. Louis. Learn more about us at crookedguard.com. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Build St. Louis, the regional podcast that is capturing and sharing the very heartbeat of construction and development. And in this episode, we're really excited to talk about virtual design and construction, or VDC, as those of you in the industry know it. And our guest today is Clinton Murphy, and he has been at Holland Construction Services for 12 and a half years he is the VDC, or Virtual Design and Construction Manager at Holland, who builds just a number of projects all over Illinois and Missouri and, and beyond. And it looks here, Clinton, that you graduated from Southern Illinois University Edwardsville in construction management and that you're an adjunct instructor over there. Yeah. Is that correct? I taught one semester as an adjunct about five years ago. So, oh, okay. What did you teach was, VDC? Or? I taught computer applications for construction. So I did throw a little bit of BIM and VDC into it, but mainly I taught some of the other softwares along the lines of Procore and Bluebeam and Excel and basically taught it like a PE 101 class, Project Engineer 101, and taught them how to use all the different tools that we're using. So it was a good experience. Maybe I'll do it again in the future. We'll see. That's great. And I'm sure five years ago, you, you mentioned BIM. So for our listeners, that's building information modeling. And that certainly has fed into, I think, or been a, a resource along with BDC. That's so great that you led right into my first pre-carved question about if you can kind of explain for our listeners, what, how is VDC, Virtual Design Plus Construction, different from building information modeling or one a subset of the other kind of Kind of shake that one loose for us. Yeah. So they've been over the years, I've heard them use interchangeably, going back and forth. What's the difference between BDC and BIM? And really, if you look at what BIM is, you're using 3D models to manage, plan, facilitate design, and optimize the construction. And basically, BDC is taking that, utilizing that BIM process to virtually, it's virtually coordinating, managing design and basically everything else is related to with the BIM because there is other stuff you do with BDC that's not necessarily a 3D model based where you're okay. crew and you're coordinating different details and doing plan review that is a traditional 2D where not every detail needs to be in 3D so basically BDC encompasses all of it and another way to look at it is just BDC is the way of using all the technology, the tools, the software, and the processes to coordinate projects before they get out to the field. Okay, awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, part of that with the software and the technology, they don't always solve the problems. <laughs> they it create a takes, few, maybe. <laughs> it still takes people to do it. That's reassuring. But, that is reassuring to know. Well, I wondered how long, you know, virtual design and construction has been around if it's been around for five or 10 years and it's just being more widely adopted or what, when was kind of the genesis of, of VDC? So I think it was 
about 20 years ago, there was some of the larger general contractors across the United States were getting into figuring out what what they can do with BIM. I don't know when exactly the term BDC got coined, versus I'm, I'm not sure who did it and when, but it's definitely been more widely adopted over the last few years. Now, granted, it's going to be used at different levels and people use it differently depending on what company you're working for or is what what are the nature of the project types what are some of the requirements what level do they need to take it to or it just varies across the industry and so at holland like you mentioned to start off we've been into this for basically 12 and a half 12 and a half years i got hired out of school and that was the goal to figure out implementing bim and eventually we called it BDC as we realized it encompassed, as we talked about everything, more than just the 3D models and that coordination aspect. So even sure. though it's 12 oh, go ahead. years yeah. of, there's less and less in the industry with it. And, you know, obviously if you're doing something different, you always get questioned. And there are still every once in a while, depending on what area we're in, you may come across a trade contractor that asks what BIM is. Haven't come across it yet, but we just... When that does occur, we help educate them and work through them with the process. That would be like some of the coordinating of the MEP, fire protection trades, doing a 3D coordination with that, and we'll help work with those contractors. I think that's pretty insightful that, you know, that Holland Construction more than a decade ago said, hey, we're going to hire this guy right out, of, right out of school because this isn't just some kind of fad. This is where the future of construction's going. Yeah. I can believe it's already been over a decade. Don't blink. So uh, <laughs> you haven't slowed down since, right? No, I'm learned wondering. a lot. Learned a lot over the years, and let's think back to some of the times of being questioned about why we're doing this, why we're doing that, and now it's you get questions a lot from, or you can hear comments from your trade partners or your uh, project manager, superintendents asking how they did job without it before. That's what I was going to ask you because. I would think in before VDC was in existence, what, like you said, not everything's 3D, but what were some of the old ways or old school ways that contractors, and you're probably still going through school then, but what did people do when they wanted to, did they just build a 3D physical model and then kind of extrapolate stuff from there? Or how did that work in the old days? So if you're not using the VDC, it's uh, one example you're thinking of the mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and the fire protection, that overhead coordination, all the trades, your foreman would meet out either in the field or in a trailer and start looking at drawings or discuss who's going high, who's going low, and they're figuring that all out right there in the field and basically figuring out as they go. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some jobs that still viable. It's still done on, it's still viable. They still need to communicate to each other in the field. But that's where if you're using projects that have the complexity that need that 3D model coordination, you're going through and figuring all of that out before they get out there. Sure. So, I would think they'd have to, you know, they'd have to be sitting at the table or standing around a table sooner. Yeah. So it helps flush out issues earlier. It eliminates those issues in the field. And Basically, they know where they're going before they get there, so it's going to be more efficient and just you get that more predictable outcome, and it just seems like it's a better process. Sure. Does 
I hope I can ask this intelligently. We'll cross our fingers. It'll be 50-50 odds. <laughs> As technologies like building information modeling or frameworks come on board, is there sort of a, a natural way that those come together within the context of building a project? Or uh, are there technologies we don't hear a lot about because maybe they popped up around the same time and they just weren't conducive to have all the different technologies kind of complementing each other rather than duplicating each other? Well, there's always, over the years, there's always been tons of different startup companies doing different, using different technologies. It's related to the BDC world or the BIM world. And it just seems like there's always going to be something new and fancy out there and have to decide what value is it bringing and is there something similar that we already have and it's there's uh, a lot of but you have to take the time to figure out okay what is value this bringing to the client and to ourselves as a contractor on all of it yeah there is a lot of technology out there it's just a, sometimes it is that can seem overwhelming on trying to make that decision on what's sure because you can go through and buy tons of technology and software and apps and everything and just yeah figure out your processes and figure out sure because i'm sure at some point that investments get passed along to the owner in one shape or another and it has to be something that translates into value for them well let's talk about some projects and if you need to speak of them more generically that's fine but it could be um project that you recently completed or you're doing right now, Clinton, but I'd love to learn kind of examples of specifically how virtual design and construction is helping you do your thing. And if if we may see examples of it in any of the completed structures that Holland has created. Yeah. So, so I'm going to get specific examples. I can get some broad examples of the different style of projects, but I know if you're looking at how we use BDC yeah. at Holland starting out. We use it from business development, pre-construction, and operations. Obviously, for the business development side, it's helping explain the project as you're trying to work with that owner and maybe do some, throw some buildings on a job site, maybe do a little flyover, some animation to show them, hey, this is the potential of your project. Here are some issues we may, we can start discussing site logistics and stuff. Get them engaged in their project with that visual. So then we go from there into pre-construction where we're using those 3D models to generate quantities. And just over the years, obviously there's still stuff done in 2D. 3D models don't get every quantity you need, but just being able to see that entire scope of the project versus- What is somebody seeing? Like, let's say I'm the owner and you're going through quantities of materials is what you're speaking of, like structural steel or flooring or whatever it is. Is that, are you showing, I'm sure the models that you look at internally are more sophisticated, but what would I be able to see like a 3D model with the material quantities identified on it? Yeah, I can bring up an example here. Oh, okay. And then we'll talk through it for people that are listening, but people will be able to see it on our YouTube version. But I think that would be interesting just to see what perspective or current customer client sees. But these models were really dynamic during the time when you couldn't get anything. Everything had a lead time over a year. I bet it was nice to have a dynamic model to change out. Yeah, that was a lot of the stuff we do with them is the anal basically analyzing the different materials and looking at budgets and hey, what's what's a less that's another less expensive or a material available that we can use. So actually I just pulled up a previous PowerPoint. I was going to figure out a way to get one of these in here. 
Wow, that is really intricate. For people on the audio only, you might want to skip over to later or now to Build St. Louis, actually, on YouTube. We're looking at lots of quantities and 3D models. Wow, I see exterior quantities of wall material, roofing, soffit, balconies, exterior doors and windows. And then it's, so it's really, you got it down to like cubic square feet and... Yeah, well, basically, it's a lot of times we're doing, and you see, we color code them and basically do a lot of different analyzing all the different materials and the cost and figuring out the different ways we can do things, potentially make something less expensive. And also, sure. it helps us confirm budgeting as well. And obviously, years ago, if you're just looking at your 2D drawings, you look at your elevations in 2D, you're looking at your floor plans in 2D, and you're building that visually in your head in a 3D model. So we just provide a, basically that's, provide a picture for you. That's say, great. So people that are can't see this, that are listening, I see a roof schedule and it talks about square footage of canopies and panels and membrane roofs and all kinds of things. So I bet this is super comprehensive, not just for your client, but for, like you said, your trades partners and everyone that's going to touch the project. So that's, you know, so we go from there and then it's where we have the BDC team where we're coordinating with the designers, the suppliers, the trades, and we're basically, we're trying to find as many issues solve them, find the problems and coordinating them before we get out to the field and build. So, so oh, over wow. the last uh, 10 years, as many of you driving through St. Louis may have seen the Holland signs for apartment buildings. So we've done a, a plethora of them over the years, over the last 10 years, thousands of units. And I can say initially, when I tell people that we're using BIM or BDC for wood framing, they might look at me like I have two heads. Don't worry, I don't. I had the other one removed. It's all good. But the other thing is people initially, right, we don't need all that technology, just wood construction. We have a sawzall. We can get that out of the way. Not a problem. But the way we built them before without, and we mm -hmm. then we start building them using coordinating in 3D, and using some of the other technology was VDC and the benefit, you know, we're prefabricating all these wood walls and trusses before they get out to the field. So that's where if you're looking at, it's a lot of making sure we don't want to build something prefab and then rework it in the field. I'm sure, especially because like multifamily, what are some of these 400 units or something? If there's an error, then that just gets well, multiplied out, right? And that's where we started to find a benefit years ago when we got into them. They solved solve that one problem in there. If you don't solve it, then it replicates. So it, they just, it just gets repetitive. Yeah, I bet. So multifamily, we're looking on here at a diagram of a bunch of units. And what what other, I know that's a, that's a sweet spot for Holland is multifamily. What are some other, do you have other slides there of applications of types of projects? Let's see how... Did some healthcare over the years. Okay. That's kind of where I got my start at, or that is where I got my start at with BIM coordination and the VDC was at a hospital, more at least hospital out in Shiloh. Spent a couple of years working on that project, learning the ins and outs of coordination and prefabrication. And so basically that's 
kind of where I my launching point from there. And now Holland has uh, also we've used this on different on schools, some industrial work as well. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks like here with healthcare, a lot of it is at the the mechanical, electrical systems, but also the patient walls, right? And the toilets and all that good stuff. Yeah, basically, if you're looking at some of the differences between the going from apartment buildings and healthcare and going back and forth, it's like the healthcare seems to be more versus it seems like doing the apartments is more structural and architectural alignment with some of the MEP systems, somewhat simpler. Sure. And anybody listening, MEP would be mechanical, electrical, and plumbing system. I translate where I can. <laughs> so in terms of the industry, and if you want to pop that back off so we can yep. see your see your see smiling, smiling face. Yeah. <laughs> smile at the end of the day today, guys. We're not neither of us are smiling too much. But where do you think VDC and and BIM and all that's headed? Would there be like a a 4D or are there more D's to come with regard to applications for buildings or? Yeah. Oh, so they have 4D that you talk about is basically tying your 3D model to a schedule. Okay. So I know there's some company, some companies out there that are currently doing that and finding some value in it. And there's some other softwares available where they're able to do their, they're basically tracking their schedules, tying the model components to that. And then you have your five, they could your five D, which is B stuff that we're doing with like the estimating quantities. Oh, okay. And I believe if I go back, I think the six D, some people may refer to that as like your facilities management using the 3D models for oh. facilities management after the project is construction's complete. Oh, I didn't even know there were six Ds. I thought I'm thinking of IMAX pretty much as my world. I have to compare it to construction, but those movies, but that's fascinating to me. And I bet you with the right training, at least the 40 to be able to tie all this information to your schedule, because otherwise is that scheduling software moving kind of on its own parallel track? Right. And that's what they try to tie in your Primavera or your P6 or the Microsoft project schedules, the standard instruction, the Gantt charts and all that, trying to tie those into the model. Is that something where say I'm a project manager or a superintendent, do I have to go back and get certified to even be able to work with some of this? Or is it your smile or is it just learn on the fly or you guys uh, have yeah, a session? Yeah, I'd say the we haven't done too much with it on some active projects. We've done some stuff with, you know, kind of showing some scheduling for like phasing during the pre-construction, tying it to a model. But it yeah, I imagine the other companies are doing this. They have a VDC person or a scheduler that knows how to use the software. And then okay, they're providing so, that, you know, working with the project managers and the superintendents. Sure. Is that something that you're kind of, you like to get into that or is it time consuming? Is it mainly a, a 3D situation now? Does it depend on the project? This depends on the project. And it's something we're always looking at for the future wise to see. What's the right project to do it on? See, so have they made software to make it a little bit more efficient of connecting it to? So is this something we continually, we always look out to see what else is out there? That's neat. And I'm sure it, it only makes sense that the more coordinated and organized and visual a project team is, the more down the road, I would think that just leads to so many wonderful things in, in terms of safety, efficiency, cost, budget. Those are, yeah, those are some of the main benefits of 
doing all this is just being able to eliminate the rework, eliminate field fixes. So quality goes up. If you're not, like you mentioned the safety parts, if you're not doing a rework, you're less time of potential safety. And if you're prefabric offsite, then that helps your schedule and streamlining it because you're doing all this up front, your accuracy and your planning and everything increases. So Definitely. So it's a most helpful if everyone's at the table early, I would imagine. You don't want to be brought in as a general contractor or construction manager when the plans are done. You want to be brought in much sooner, I would imagine. Yeah, He's smiling the, again, everyone. That's the ideal situation. Does yeah. it, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that way, but that is the goal to work with the design team during that starting some point during the design phase after they've got the, you know, they got the footprint figured out. Then we're starting to work with all the different design disciplines and all the trades. And yes, doing it earlier, the better. I find the whole thing fascinating. And I wonder if you're good enough to come back on in another uh, 12 to 18 months, what will be, what D will be on and what we'll be talking about. But we've been learning today from Clinton Murphy, Murph for short. And he is the VDC, Virtual Design and Construction Manager at Holland Construction Services in St. Louis and Illinois. And I see, too, that you are certified in construction management and BIM. And uh, shout out to SIUE, a great construction management program over there, don't they have? Yep. We've hired a lot of different, had a lot of people come through there. Grand is just you know a few miles north of us. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you being with us today, and please do, Murph, come back on and join us another time. But thanks for learning us a bunch of good stuff, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me on, Terry. You bet. At Trippers, we believe that buildings can and should make a meaningful difference in their communities. We choose challenging projects, digging deep to solve hard problems. We seek sustainable solutions by repurposing more wasting less. We create catalysts for change through hard work and ingenuity. Visit us online at Trivers.com to learn more. Trivers, creating architecture of lasting positive consequence.